Hi everyone, Sandman here. This past weekend I went to the Men's Issues Conference in Detroit, put on by A Voice for Men. And I left that conference early on Saturday night and rushed back home over the Canadian border, just in time to visit a place that by some accounts needs to be classified as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. The conference was held near Detroit, the place where the mighty American automobile, built by mostly men, took the 20th century by storm. Mass motoring culture revolutionized the way that people live, and also changed the way that men and women related to one another. But before you had the automobile, you needed gasoline. And half the energy a car will ever consume is used to manufacture that internal combustion vehicle, and the other half is used to drive it around over its lifetime. As I left the Men's Rights Conference, I bolted across the border to a little-known place called Oil Springs, Ontario, before the daylight ran out. And this is the first place in the entire world that had developed the commercial petroleum business. In 1858, James Miller Williams began excavating a water well and instead found oil. As a result, 4,000 men showed up in the area over the next few years looking for oil. It was the world's first oil boom, and it revolutionized the way that people heated their homes, used lighting, as well as transportation. The oil age was just as revolutionary as the coal-powered steam engine, electricity, or more recently, the internet. It was men that brought about this revolution as well, a revolution that would ultimately devalue male labor and muscle. Before the age of fossil fuels, men chopped down most of the wood required to heat homes. And it was men that plowed the fields and produced the cash crops that were used to feed the horses which provided transportation. And it was men that worked in the coal mines as well. While some women were capable of digging underground as coal miners, most were not. And before fossil fuels, over 95% of the male population had to work at producing energy by farming the land and collecting calories in food that were converted over from the sun. We are living on a solar allowance. And as men, we are predominantly collecting that solar allowance. Men are literally putting their backs into it and handing over much of the surplus to the women and children that they love. That's why places like Oil Springs, Ontario and Titusville, Pennsylvania, the place that started the commercial oil business in the United States, are so important. From places like these, men have become increasingly free from the drudgery of spending their entire lives collecting solar energy using plants and animal matter. As a result, the value of masculinity began to change in the 19th and 20th century. Men went from being farmers to working in construction and manufacturing, and the true value of masculinity began to decline. Throughout much of history, men have been valued for their muscle and intellect, and women have been valued by their appearance, sexuality, and reproductive abilities. It's been the natural division of labor in our species. But this changed dramatically as we entered the Oil Age. There were more resources available to society for women to enhance their beauty through fashion, makeup, hair products, etc. Women's perceived value went up and men's perceived value went down, especially if they were working on a farm and basically went down. Men had to work harder, get more educated, and move to cities to find work in industry and make the money required to attract and keep a wife. Men were too busy building things and producing wealth to even think about why they were working and who they were working for. Women, on the other hand, found themselves in the position of a new leisure class by the mid-20th century. Oil-powered cars took them to their shopping malls, oil-powered planes took them on vacations, and oil-powered trucks brought in the groceries that they consumed. Even oil-powered school buses took away their kids each and every morning off to be educated. 
women found themselves with most of the free time in the society. So is it any wonder that feminism rose in the mid to late 1960s, after women had nearly two decades after the Second World War, to think about what to do next to improve their already great lives based on historic standards? People with power oftentimes find themselves wanting even more power. But women were duped into thinking that in society, the power goes to those who work. Men didn't have the true power after all. Men had all the responsibilities of collecting solar energy before industrialization, and then later on creating the machines that took advantage of that stored solar energy found in oil, coal, and gas. But make no mistakes about it, fossil fuels are still stored solar energy, and they aren't renewable. If A Voice for Men ever holds another conference, Oil Springs, Ontario would be the place to do it. This is the place that began the most rapid commercial devaluation of male labor in the history of the world, and also shows the future of oil production globally. Here's a picture of how dense the oil derricks were back in the late 19th century in Oil Springs, Ontario. And here's what's left of the oil fields today. Today there isn't much production left, but if you visit you can sure smell the oil in the air. And I even had to drive across many rural dirt roads to get to these ancient oil wells. So how is this related to MGTOW, you ask? Well, men going their own way have woken up in the 6th or 7th inning of the oil age. It is only now that we realize that we can be free of women and our responsibilities to society. But it's ironic because women figured out that they could take increased power away from men a long time ago. Men are only catching up now to this way of thinking. And if the oil, coal, and natural gas disappear and we don't have a replacement for them, then us men going our own way should enjoy this unique moment in history where men can truly be free of the responsibility to females as well as the state. We need to take advantage of this as MGTOWs and travel the world, explore our minds, take the jobs we want to do and not the ones that we feel obligated to take because we're supporting a family, but because we want to do them for ourselves. This age of male freedom may be short-lived as oil fields all around the world begin to deplete and lose production, like the ones in Oil Springs, Ontario. These wells are still producing tiny amounts of fuel after over 100 years, but the ones being built in today's fracking boom will lose 50% of their production and be mostly dead in 5 to 10 years, not hundreds of years like the ones you're seeing here. Oil Springs, Ontario, and the nearby town of Petrolia had many wealthy male citizens that made fortunes from oil. That same oil money built opera halls and giant mansions to attract and keep the wives that these men took. Women went their own way a long time ago, once cheap oil replaced male labor. MGTOW is about men making their lives their own priority, and there's nothing wrong with that because women have made their lives their own priority since time immemorial. MGTOW is about men putting their desires ahead of women for the first time ever. As the oil starts to run out, women will whine and complain and demand to be protected from scarcity. At that point, men going their own way need to teach these spoiled princesses of the industrial age a lesson. And we need to do this by playing Destiny's Child song, Independent Woman, on the radio over and over again. And convincing women that they don't need men, even when it becomes blatantly obvious that they do. Here's a quote from Pax Imperium, left on my YouTube channel today, and I wanted to share it with everyone. For me, MGTOW is a simple thing. It means putting your own real wants and desires ahead of those that society and women would put onto you through various methods. Those methods are acceptance, shaming, guilt, and even love. Being aware of these methods allows you to watch when they're being applied. 
The last method, love, is there because it's not that I don't believe in love, but that I believe that there are many women who use our love of them when they want to manipulate us. I'm simply saying that you shouldn't give in to the control of your being through the use of love. Finally, MGTOW for me means putting my intellectual and rational mind ahead of my feelings and emotions, and disconnecting from worrying about expectations of myself. In some ways, MGTOW is very zen, for at the heart of it, it is not a raging storm against women, as its detractors would say, but instead a calm in the eye of a hurricane, a place of peace, with society raging all around you. Pax Imperium sums up exactly how I feel. We are in the eye of a hurricane. It was an uphill battle for civilization to get to this point, and now we're going to start heading the other way. Except this time, I don't think that men are going to be as content to hand over the spoils to women. I think this time we'll recognize the value of non-renewable resources and not squander them on cheap cosmetics, fashions, and frivolous consumption. Women will beg us to return to traditionalism. I say that we hold our ground if and when that happens. And we also demand for women to make an attempt to fight their own nature and to grow up. Women have taken advantage of men that only seek to be providers and protectors for most of history. And I fear there will be a lot of blowback from this to come in the future. Most of you don't believe in peak oil, but peak oil doesn't mean we're going to run out of oil anytime soon. It simply means we won't be able to pull it out of the ground at the ever-increasing rate we've been doing over the last 100 to 140 years. In only a few short years to a decade from now, the rate of oil and gas production will start to decline, and then our economies will cease growing and seize up and have a stroke or a heart attack. There will still be lots of oil, but not at the same volume and the quantity that we're accustomed to it using today. And that's okay with me, because oil devalues male labor, because by most accounts, one barrel of oil contains over 10 years of male labor, or 23,000 man-hours. Most women in the Western world today, working at a retail job, can scrimp and save and to buy an automobile, and have access to those man-hours of labor. Men have been replaced by oil. And of course there's recently been a cry out there that men have become obsolete. If one looks at men as farmers, builders, and generally movers of stuff across the landscape, then oil is doing most of the work and not the male muscle. From that perspective, fossil fuels have made men obsolete. But when the oil goes away, muscle power and male ingenuity will return to the forefront of society as well as civilization. Men are starting to go their own way at a critical juncture. This is the point where energy scarcity rears its ugly head and where female narcissism and male bashing are reaching their crescendo. I've been studying oil depletion for over 10 years now. I've been to ancient oil fields in Texas as well as Pennsylvania, and now I visited oil springs Ontario. The writing is on the wall and it makes me sad to think that we may end up being the only generation of men to go their own way in all of history. Anyways, I'm open to suggestions as to how we keep civilization running after the oil starts to disappear. How do we protect our male determination and liberty in such a world? I for one do not want men to return to a place where they were once again simply solar farmers collecting energy for wives, children, and government tax collectors. Anyways, that's about all I've got to say for this particular topic. Thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. Enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.